3: Welcome to Food Court, a production of iHeartRadio. I am Richard Blaze, and I will be your host and your judge with the Noki cutter gavel. And I'll be here from my cool home courtroom that now, like everything else in my life, exists over Zoom. I will settle your food fights, and you will still have to live with my verdicts, but... For now, from a safe social distance. Joining us in the court today, we have two men who have had a podcast together called Two Old Queens, where they search for the gayest movie ever made based both on their opinions and a Byzantine ranking system. They're old. They're queens. There's two of them. It's Mark Rennie and John Flynn. Hello. Hello. Thank you.
4: <laughs> Thank you for having What a wonderful us.
3: introduction. Thank you for giving me the, the, the energy there. On, what was the second take? But people don't need to know that. <laughs> I'm glad you're you comfortable. You really set us up perfectly. <laughs> now listen, guys, how long have you known each other and how did you meet?
0: I guess we've known each other for about seven years now. Something like that, yes. I moved out here with my husband and it was one of those things, we had a lot of mutual friends and every single one of them was like, oh my God, you two have to meet, you guys have to hang out. It was like a weird non-sexual blind date that people sort of try to set us up on as it were. And I think the first time we hung out was that, really hung out just the two of us was at a Hot Chip concert. Is I took correct? you to a Hot Chip concert. You did, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm.
4: You know That's Broadway. Right. I know Hot Chip and John Wick movies. So perfect. It's, kind of, it's the perfect balance.
3: <laughs> Isn't there always pressure when there's sort of like you have to meet this person? Isn't there like a pressure to automatically connect with that person?
0: <laughs> yes, and it can feel weird. I think I think it's especially weird when you're older to make friends when you're older. You know what I mean? It always feels like weird to be like, we should hang out. And you're like, hey, buddy, I've got my life figured out. I don't need new friends right now.
3: Even especially even so, like especially in this time where we're on Zoom and like we're just meeting now, but like every hmm. time and I'm and I'm assuming this will be the case unless you guys don't like me <laughs> that at the end, I'm like, I'm so glad. Like, I'm so glad we did this. Like, I have new friends now. <laughs> For
4: sure. Like, you never regret mm-hmm. making a new friend. I don't think. <laughs> yeah. Unless they betray you. Yeah, this is never a bad thing. John. Mm. The true. But then were they ever a friend? Solve mysteries.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Or if they don't like the thing that you're arguing for. Oh, nice segue. And that could be the case today. The two of you have brought a fun debate to my court. One that I wasn't expecting, but now that it's here, I can't deny the importance of it. With all the things going on in the world today (laughs) is a very important topic. It will be a fast food case fit for a drive-thru and maybe a clown or a king perhaps. (laughs) But before we get into that, let's get to know each other a little better. Mark, how would you describe your eating habits in general? And what are some of your go-tos?
4: I love anything frozen at Trader Joe's. That's a go-to. You can't go wrong. I love, uh, there's a place called Hail Mary and Atwater that does the best pizza. Very good pizza Um, Hail Mary. Very good pizza. So I actually don't eat fast food a lot.
3: So, like, when I do, it's a treat. And normally when I do, it's Taco Bell. Um, <laughs> Ooh. I, we're connecting right <laughs> off the bat, by the way. And I see – producer Krista, who doesn't usually get involved, she's, like, throwing up sim- – <laughs> she's in. but <laughs> I, Two things that I love yes. – and I'll be honest, Taco Bell and Trader Joe's. It's I also have very low standards when it comes to food. Mm-hmm. So I'm always like, this
4: is fine. It's like, you know what I mean? I'm all, I'm easily impressed. So like, I wa- if I ever cook something, I really want people to like it. But I also have very low standards. So it's kind <laughs> of- a- I, I
3: love that, as, especially <laughs> since I revealed right before that, that I'm a big fan of those things. <laughs> Mark, what's one of your, uh, this is just me, because like, you know, the Trader Joe's sort of culture- Yes. Is like, we're always looking for like, what's the next thing that someone's it's, obsessed with? What what are some Trader Joe's obsessions you have? Well,
4: I love that their aesthetic seems to be steampunk and Hawaiian shirts. I don't know what those two have to do with each other. They have a great pistachio array. You could get a salt and pepper. Sometimes they have a lot. I did recently get their take on Pringles and it made me nauseous. So I don't re- <laughs> recommend those. I love a carrot stick. I love a hummus. They have a in the refrigerated section a black bean and jack cheese burrito. I mm. take the extra step and put it in the oven for 28 minutes. Wow. Some people could microwave it, but I want you that have crispy the time. burrito on the outside. I This is me cooking. <laughs> I like it. It's 28 minutes is also a very specific time. Well, it's 25 to 30. I, you know. Oh, I
3: see. Uh, thread the needle. You've made it
4: enough that you've dialed it in
3: to 28. Yeah.
4: Oh, when I make Kraft Mac and Cheese, do you think I need to read how the ingredients? No, I know it.
3: <laughs> oh, I love that we're on sidebar already, but Kraft Mac and Cheese, do you go whole cheese packet? Or of course. I didn't, <laughs> okay. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> what are you saving the other half for?
4: Yeah, what are you doing?
3: This, Making an art project? This is more a shot at my wife who like <laughs> thinks it's a little bit more nutritionally balanced if you only go half the packet. If you're
4: concerned about nutrition, you shouldn't be eating Kraft Mac and Cheese in the first yes. place.
3: This is true. This is true. Listen, my TJ's tip real quick. Please. is There's a garlic spread and plantain chips that are just amazing. Uh-oh. Mark, you're also passionate about movies. What are some of your favorite movies of this moment, maybe? This moment? Oh, no. Historically. <laughs> historically. God. Oh, I love the Alien
4: franchise. I love, uh, I love. what do I like? I love a Douglas Sirk movie. <laughs> we just watched Female Trouble, John Waters' uh. movie. Transcendent, I would say. <laughs> yeah I don't know. I like I have like a pretty wide swath of interest. I like your action movies. I like your high art. I like your documentaries. I like your what are you whatever you got. I'll watch a Pixar. I'll watch <laughs> you'll uh, even watch a Pixar. Wow. I will <laughs> <it> deign <day even laughs> to watch inside out.
0: <laughs> wow, you must like feeling nice. things, I guess.
3: Yeah, oh my gosh. John, what about you? Tell us about yourself and what are some of your favorite movies and what are other things you and Mark maybe haven't? <laughs> agreed on historically huh that's tough to say well historically
0: mark and i in fact when we, we were asked to do this we had a hard time because we kept bringing up a topic and then we both agreed on the same topic <laughs> we uh we were just both felt on the same side of it so we're pretty we're very similar in that we're pretty like eh, not too fussy pretty easy to please cooking wise i'm a terrible cook luckily my husband is a very good cook and comes from a family a very very exceptional cooks, and so my favorite meals are whatever he wants to make. I've actually, and since we've been in L.A., I've never been inside of a Trader Joe's, because I've never had to do any grocery <laughs> shopping whatsoever. But in my nice. defense, my husband does not know, he's never done laundry, or knows how to use a vacuum. So, it does work. It's a balance. It does,
4: yeah, yeah. It's a balancing. But as for like... Together you make one woman. We,
0: <laughs> yep, and we still don't make as much as we do separately as men. Thank you. <laughs> uh, what are some, I don't know, what are some of the, we, we tend to get along with most things. What are some of the things we don't like, or we disagree with.
4: You like a walnut in a brownie, and I don't. Ooh. <laughs> That's, you know. What did a walnut ever do to you? Yeah, do you, is, you just like a
0: very soft, is, easy, like nothing to, to work with in a brownie?
4: It's like tree bark. It adds nothing. Ooh. It's just like, it's just a rope. So what block. are you
0: just, otherwise you're just eating like a like a sponge? Like it just like a, nut like there's nothing there? What are
4: you? Are you complaining about vanilla ice cream too soft? Jeez. Well, if you what put you something need? in I vanilla
0: it. ice cream, I wouldn't get upset. <laughs> I wouldn't be like, ah, who put this nut in this ice cream? Get me out of here.
3: The gavel coming down before we've even started. In all fairness, I rarely do I like give my opinions or thoughts before we even start, but I have to say I am pro walnuts and brownies. Thank you. This is an East Coast thing, I think. <laughs> Perhaps. Maybe it might be. All right, so listen, this is for both of you, obviously. What is, or or maybe one of, or a couple of, the gayest movies you've found so far?
4: Well, Female Trouble. Female trouble is pretty good. Huge. Grease 2. Muppets Take Manhattan was the top one yes. for a long time. Very gay. <laughs> <laughs> the cameos alone. The
0: cameos alone. You got Liza Minnelli. You got Joan Rivers. Joan Rivers. Gregory uh, Hines, ooh. never hurts. Stabney Coleman. Thank you. Couldn't be gayer than that. Yeah, cats. Yeah. Is, cats does well.
4: You know, pretty much anything with a, anything a musical tends to get pretty gay. Bradley Cooper's *The
3: Star Is Born*
4: very gay. It has actual drag queens in it. Mm-hmm.
3: Oh, I love that. As a matter of fact, there's a there's a hot meme going around on TikTok <laughs> with Bradley Cooper rolling down his window. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And, and I'm trying to shoot that later today. So thank you for the inspiration, <laughs> pushing me. Sounds like you've got a packed day. Bump that up your list. <laughs> I also love that, like, the like two of those movies, The Muppets Take Manhattan and Grease Two. I feel like we're in the early stages of when cable first happened, and they are yeah, some of the first movies I've ever seen on cable as a kid. So mm-hmm. I've watched them hundreds of times.
0: Yeah, because they're on every afternoon, right? right?
3: Ex- exactly. And we had no options <laughs> back then,
0: <laughs> right? We,
3: we, we all just watched Grease Two and Muppets Take Manhattan all of the time. Okay, so here we go listen now i know you're both friends with julie and amy who brought the case mm-hmm. of cilantro into this court yeah mm-hmm. very controversial where do you both fall on that argument
4: i like cilantro yeah. I, it's great in rice right <laughs> i mean uh, it really brightens up a dish well, what do you want <laughs>
0: someone say it's the walnuts to the brownie of rice really Some i wouldn't <laughs>
4: but <laughs> but other more learned cilantro never say chip that. a tooth <laughs> Well, if your teeth are... You don't have to shell cilantro. Do <laughs> I have to do labor to eat this? Just offer yourself up. No one's asking
0: you to, to, to shell a walnut then put in a brownie and then eat it. Someone else has done that work. It is inherently something...
4: a walnut by existing is asking no, you to no, shell it.
0: No, it is not. It. Not so it has been put in a brownie. It has been shelled. There's nothing more it needs you to do. This is a false argument. Anyways, I, I like, like cilantro, cilantro too. I'm not one of those people who okay. make it, think it tastes like soap.
3: Well, one of, the, one of the arguments against cilantro is that it's actually a DNA a genetic thing that gets people to not like mm-hmm. it. that the, the, This taste for cilantro is not even a choice. It's just something that's inside of our DNA. But luckily, we're not arguing that case today. Mark, we are arguing something that you brought to the court. Tell us a little bit in a sentence or two about the case you've brought in front of us.
4: Well, I'm talking uh, pro-McDonald's. I think if we're talking fast food, first first of all, out of the gate, we all agree fast food is terrible. <laughs> yes, <laughs> But if you're going to have fast food, you might as well have the true icon. Like when you think fast food, if this was family feud, the first thing that would, the number one answer mm. is McDonald's. If you need to tell aliens what fast food is, you would send them McDonald's. Mm. If you ask anyone what is the
3: number one fast food, it is already McDonald's. Okay, it. you're getting already into your argument. It's very <laughs> impassioned right there. Um, I don't do
4: anything 50%, Richard Blaine. Uh, no, obviously <laughs> not.
3: I also now want to, I'm just curious, like, what would be the three X's of a family feud? Like, what wouldn't be on the board? Oh. But someone would say. <laughs> yeah.
4: right The Starbucks and a Target. <laughs> <you know>. <laughs> Target. <laughs>
3: That would yeah. happen. All right, so that means that John, you do not believe that this is the no, case. No, I am arguing for Burger King as a
0: superior fast food option. I mean, all of the arguments that Mark made uh, certainly are valid and have their their strengths. But uh, are you eating food based on what you would give to aliens? Are you eating food mm. based on what what how how something well places on Family Feud? I mean, if that's how if that's how you want to eat, you go to McDonald's.
3: I love it. You two <laughs> are obviously used to disagreeing and arguing a bit with each other. And I do have to get something out of the way as a judge again this is going to going to be based just off of the actual cases that you put in front of us not based off of my personal opinions but i do think to be a fair judge i should right now let both of you know that my first job was at a mcdonald's okay and okay it it has been documented that i believe the whopper might be the best fast food sandwich
0: well okay then
3: So that I'm giving you no hint as to which way I'm gonna go, basically. That is well documented,
4: you would say.
0: Thank you, Your Honor. We uh, acknowledge your your potential
3: biases and are comfortable proceeding. That being said, I am not going to recuse myself. We are going, which has only happened once on food court. Fair. All right, so here we go. Before I get into your arguments here in my courts, I like to have a quick trivia round before we get into the debate. The winner of the trivia round gets a real gift. They get to decide the order that you will present. So how are we doing? We feeling good about the the general rules here? Yeah, yes. Just so our audience knows who is chiming in, Mark, you've been asked to come up with a buzzing sound. What will you be using for a buzzer sound today?
4: I have a Tibetan prayer
3: bell. Okay, I can- (laughs) Very loud. (laughs) So sorry. I like it. I I like how you could have also, you could have just said bell, but you really like it's- it's...
4: Excuse me, Richard Blaze, it's a Tibetan prayer bell look at
3: that oh okay tibetan prayer <laughs> bell honestly it's the best looking buzzer someone's brought to one of these zoom <laughs> quarters i needed it for
4: a sketch so i went to an antique store scouring for
0: bells and this was the cheapest one wow you, was was gonna you wrote say... the sketch first and didn't just have a bell and go i gotta write a sketch <laughs> off of this bell correct <laughs>
3: correct nice <laughs> rarely are the buzzers so curated john what about you what's your buzzing sound going to be?
0: i have so? a harmonica that i will be using today so i'm gonna try test it from uh, away from the mic okay How's that? Does that make anyone crazy?
3: I love it. I love it. These are the best sounds we've had. We should just stop right here. (laughs) I will say, John, I mean, not that I'm too much of a competitor, but I've competed on a number of things in the reality Uh TV world. (laughs) I'm familiar. It's probably going to take you an extra half a second to get the harmonica ready to make the sound.
0: Well, I am gonna. I'm, I plan on inhaling as soon as you start your question. So it's like when you have your, the, your finger halfway down the buzzer already on Jeopardy.
3: I like that you got a strategy already. Here we go. Let's get into it. Question one. There will be three questions. What is the least popular item at McDonald's according to eatthisnotthat.com? That is Mark. I didn't hear the bell, but I saw a shake. Oh, you didn't? Oh, I'm going to say filet of fish Mark, your love of McDonald's has proven that you know a lot about the topic. It is filet of fish. Okay. okay. All right. <laughs> the salads do better than filet of fish. Quick little sidebar. My first position at McDonald's, I was the poissonnier, which means fish cook in French. <laughs> is, is that, that how what they, they refer to you? it at McDonald's? Well, no, I've kind of thrown the title back on it since I've become a serious. Chef. <laughs> it was a Mc Poissonnier at McDonald's. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> Got to pad that, Thank resume. For adding that to. You've now added a- something to my bit. I really appreciate that. And the first batch of filet of fish I sent out as a young cook, I forgot to put the top buns on it. And people were coming back through the drive through Like, you gave me an open-faced
0: filet of fish. Yeah, this is not deconstructed,
4: maybe.
3: <laughs> yes, little did I know that I, that was my calling to be an avant-garde chef.
4: It all began at McDonald's. <laughs> You're not one of those
3: foam <laughs> no. chefs, are you? Oh, you mean, are? You're a foam <laughs> I mean, guy? I, if I had to recreate the filet of fish <laughs> <laughs> sandwich, there'd be a tartar sauce foam. That sounds crazy. <laughs> it
0: does. It does. <laughs>
3: All right. So Mark, you're up by a point. We're heading into question two. This is multiple choice. According to Eater. Sorry, I'm just giggling because John's ready to chime in. He's ready to play that harmonica. According to Eater, what country has the greatest Whopper selection ever? A. India. B. England. C. Japan. That is Mark getting the bell in first. I'm going to say Japan. Japan is not the correct answer. You can steal it away. I'm going to say... There's the harmonica. (laughs) I'm going to say India. The answer is India. That makes sense. John, you are correct. India, they have veggie whoppers, chicken whoppers, Mm a mutton whopper, which I have to taste at some point in my life. (laughs) They're very popular. They cater to clientele, obviously, that doesn't eat beef. They also have a fried paneer sandwich, which is essentially breaded and fried cheese on a bun with pickles and sauce. And I want to go to India for many reasons, but now (laughs) I want to go because I... Add it to the list. I know. I want to eat a a, a mutton whopper, 100%. (laughs) Okay, here we go. So the interesting thing here, I love when it works out like this. I don't have to do any judge shenanigans. It's all tied up one-one. Question three, what 1988 movie featured a full dance sequence set? Yes, Mark, with enthusiasm. <laughs> Mac and Me. Mac and Me is correct. <laughs> I'm, I'm hearing that it was not well-received this movie.
4: No, I think it was like an E.T. ripoff. Yeah. I know a kid in a wheelchair gets pushed down a cliff
3: oh so there's that in the dance <laughs> sequence to look forward to yes and I, I think it was also well known for its elaborate product placement yeah of yes. mcdonald's and coca-cola products so that means that mark you have won the trivia round two to one you get to make the biggest decision really the only decision that has to be made today <laughs> do you want to present your case first or second i mean you gotta go second has <laughs> anyone ever I mean- chosen
4: to go first
3: Actually, in the last episode we recorded, Wow! and you'll be happy to know that did not work out. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Thank you. I'm feeling very confident going forward. Okay. So, Mark, that means you're going to be arguing for McDonald's. You're going to take the baseball strategy and be the home team. You're going to talk second. That means John's going to be talking about Burger King first. But before we get into our arguments, here's a break from our sponsors.
5: And select goods. That's leesa.com forward slash Iheart. Exclusions apply. See Lisa.com for more details.
3: All right, we are back here in the food court to recap today. We have the case of McDonald's versus Burger King. And two comedians and podcast hosts, Mark and John, are here to battle it out. Each of you will have three minutes to state your case. During this three minutes, you'll have the time to tell your opponent everything that's great about why you are arguing your case. Uh, do not go low or hit below the belt. You'll have a chance for a vicious rebuttal after these three minutes. Does that make sense? It does. Yes. Yeah. Okay, here we go. So up first, this is going to be John representing Burger King. Let me get our clock set up. Your time starts
0: now. Okay, there are many fast food chains in the world, but there is only one that wants you to have it your way. And they want you to feel like a king while you're doing it. And in fact, they want you to feel like a king so much that they give you a crown every single time you step into their store. That's right, Burger King. We're talking about Burger King. It is the 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 home of the Whopper, the undisputed king of burgers. Anywhere you go in the world, you can order a Whopper and people know what you're talking about. You don't have to call it a Royale with cheese or something else. You can get it a whole lot of different ways. You can get it mutton. We've learned you can get it with just cheese and pickles. And also now they have introduced the Impossible Whopper, the Impossible meat. It's delicious. If you tried it, you can't taste the difference. It's got that lovely smoky flavor that you get from Burger King. You feel like you're at a barbecue. You feel like someone's really put some love into this burger. And of course, it's not just the burgers. We're talking about the chicken. How do you want your chicken? You can get it so many different ways. You can get it in nugget form. You could get it in a long and narrow sandwich, if that's how you like to eat your chicken, if you like it in a narrow form. You could have it at grilled, spicy, jalapeno. You can get it like it's a burger, but it's chicken. It's all there. And also, since we're talking about the sandwiches, we gotta talk about the buns. I want those sesame seeds. Give me those nice little pops of flavor, that nice little something for my teeth and my tongue to play with. I don't want just a soft, whatever, bland, spongy bun. I want something that's got a little texture to it. Speaking of texture, Burger King and their fries. I mean, they're always inventing, they're always innovating, they're always trying something new, they're always listening to what we, the the people, (laughs) want and giving it to us. And then, I think one of the things I think is most important and delightful about Burger King is their product tie-ins. They started that, they really pioneered at the beginning, they have all the Star Wars movies glasses, you want those, you gotta go to Burger King. They took over the Disney contract right when Disney was hitting their stride. Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, Lion King, Toy Story, that all happened when they joined with burger king is that a coincidence i don't think so so that is why i think of all the fast food chains that exist in the world today burger king is it they are the king it's all about the burger and the whopper is the king there is no fast food burger that is better than the whopper and that
3: is that is my statement i give my time back to the room so many points in such a short amount of time. Thank you. Coming prepared, giving us lots to think about. Is is Burger King the apple of fast food? They're innovators. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would have said that until I heard you talk about it. Sesame seeds? I don't know. There might be some McDonald's items that have sesame seeds. Mm. Uh, and this one I was not ready for. If you like long, narrow sandwiches.
0: Yeah. You can't get those at Which,
3: McDonald's. There's a niche group I know out there that does only like long, narrow sandwiches. <laughs> and that's because Burger King also listens to the people, John. That's what you've let us know. Thank you. That mm-hmm. they are for the people and global at the same time, mm-hmm. because you can go anywhere and everyone knows what a Whopper is. Well stated. A good first round. I can tell Mark is not feeling it at all. <laughs> and I can tell he's ready to respond to you, but this is not going to be the rebuttal. This is just, Mark, you're time to tell us why mcdonald's is awesome you ready to go yes All right, your three minutes start now.
4: The word icon gets tossed around (laughs) a lot, but there are a few icons in our world, and one of them, as I said before, is McDonald's. It's a true American success story started by noted crook Ray Kroc. (laughs) And why is it an icon? You gotta talk about the Big Mac. I mean, everybody knows the song, two beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onion on a sesame seed bun. (laughs) So yeah. Also, you know what else has sesame seeds? The quarter pounder. If you don't like the Big Mac, you got the Quarter Pounder. Oh, and when we think fast food fries, the one we think of is McDonald's. Everyone, if someone else has McDonald's French fries, you want some of those fries. When Disneyland sold fries in their theme parks, they sold McDonald's fries. Oh, and you want a filet of fish You want McNuggets? You want an apple pie? How about these Happy Meals? When you think of a kid's meal, isn't the word you think of a Happy Meal? Oh, and don't get me started on the Coca-Cola. People say it tastes better than at other places, That's because it does. Other restaurants get their soda syrups in plastic bags, but Coca-Cola sends it to them in stainless steel tanks, preserving the flavor. I don't know if that's true, but it (laughs) sounds true. I'm pretty sure it is. Let's say it is. Um, The internet said it was. Oh, and I haven't even gotten started on the desserts, the ice cream, the hot fudge, nuts, and the sundae. Oh, breakfast. Breakfast. Egg McMuffin! John didn't mention breakfast once. I'll save that for my rebuttal. Oh, and then also, there's the Golden Arches, a true American icon. More people know the Arches than they do uh, the Crucifix, and I think that's great. (laughs) Finish this song for me. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We're loving it. And when Morgan Spurlock wanted to make a very obvious documentary about fast food being bad for you, did he go to anywhere else? No, you had to do it at McDonald's. And don't even get me started on our good friends, Ronald McDonald, Grimace, the Hamburglar, true American icons. We're filling out the Trivial Pursuit six-piece pie. I seen <laughs> <cede> my time.
3: <laughs> and there it is. Okay. Not quite, not quite speechless. Is McDonald's the iconic brand that... Mark is saying it is, or is Mark just the ultimate American consumer? I don't know. <laughs> Are those mutually exclusive? Yes, yeah, so they, they can both be true. This is true. This is true, but a uh, lots of great points. Does Disneyland, ser- did they serve McDonald fries? That is something Cri- producer Christopher will have to fact check, as well as the stainless steel vats of Coca-Cola coming in. I got three different search results for that. <laughs> okay, we have search results for that. But I do, I have heard, of, I did not think I was going to hear the calibration of the CO2 that goes into mm. the carbonated beverages. Also, Mark giving us potentially the first audio clip that I'd like to use on TikTok <laughs> sometime Which is the two all-beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. (laughs) (laughs) Which will be happening at some point. Wow, when I think fries, I do think McDonald's. This one is close. It is time now for our second round. Will it be McDonald's or Burger King? This means, John, you'll have two minutes now to let us know why you're not loving McDonald's. You ready to go? I'm ready. All right, John, your two minutes start now.
0: Sure. The word iconic does get used a lot these days. Like when describing McDonald's, Bill Cosby, the movies of Miramax. Just because something's iconic doesn't mean that it should be celebrated or that it's potentially better than anything else. Yeah, I didn't mention breakfast because I don't eat breakfast. And I think it's interesting <laughs> that in all of your goings on, you didn't talk about the food. You didn't talk about the burger itself. All fast food, they're built. Their cornerstone is the burger. And the Big Mac, the Big Mac is useless. It's soft. It's sort of not exciting. My teeth always feel softer after I eat McDonald's. Is that a thing? It is a thing. And also McDonald's, let's face it, these days they don't want to be McDonald's anymore. They want to be a Starbucks. They're All they're doing is like just selling coffee. They're making everything a kiosk. They don't want to have people there. And the thing about McDonald's is there's a lot of blood on their hands. There's just a lot of blood on their hands as a company. Yes, you've got Super Size Me. You've got their Monopoly game that was just riddled with scandal. They're constantly in fights with their employees about minimum wage. One of their old CEOs said it's cheaper to buy a $35,000 robotic arm than it is to hire an employee who's inefficient making $15 an hour bagging french fries. That's a CEO of that company talking about his employees that way. No, sir. No, I will not eat at your restaurant. I don't care your fries. And also, let's be honest, the fries at McDonald's are very hit and miss. And also the fry, the shelf life of the fries. Like, if you go through a drive-in, you can't let those fries wait until you get home because they will be garbage. They will be useless. They will be soft. They will be potatoey and gross and weird. And, yeah, McDonald's is just, it's just too obvious. It's too on the nose. It's too, give me something interesting. I want an independent film. I don't want to just see some, I don't want to see uh, the iconic Forrest Gump
3: again. Whew. Life is a box of Happy Meals or kids' meals. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> really doubling down on Burger King being for the people. Blood on your hands. And probably my, the most interesting part, I think, that was when you said my teeth always feel soft after I eat McDonald's, I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not just me. No. Nope. It might be right. <laughs> Robots g- came into this. Yeah. CEOs came into this. A big stand against McDonald's. Mark, you ready to uh, reply? Yes. Okay, here we go. Mark, your two minutes starts now.
4: I didn't have to say that McDonald's tastes good because everybody knows it tastes good. It's great. You know what McDonald's tastes good. It's got that tang. Oh, and don't you want to talk about labor issues? I just just right now Googled Burger King labor issues, and the National Labor right Relations Board issued a ruling affirming a 26 ruling against Burger King that they violated their workers' rights. And yes, wow, Burger King offers the phenomenal thing called substitution. So does McDonald's. Burger King, you can have it your way. All terrible. They have the Beyond Burger. Yes, they were also sued because it's grilled on a grill where they also grill meat. And you're talking about, oh, you get chicken in different forms. I uh, Heard of a chicken McNugget? I don't want a narrow sandwich. What am I, a giraffe? In the fries you mentioned, always inventing, always innovating, always failing. I did a search result for why are Burger King and then the auto reply fill-ins were, why are Burger King nuggets so bad? Why are Burger King restaurants closing? Why are Burger King fries so bad? Why are Burger King burgers always cold? Why is Burger King always out of onion rings? Why are Burger Kings closing? And the product tie-ins, you mentioned, oh, they're uh, (laughs) Aladdin, Lion King, Toy Story, all the heyday was 20 years ago. And when you say it's all about the burger, excuse me, your privilege is showing. McDonald's offers you coffee in the morning so you can go up and work like a dog to support Mm. Burger King CEO. Oh, how nice. (laughs) Who will uh, violate your labor rights. So yeah, I think McDonald's is delicious. Everyone loves the McFlurry. Don't tell me they don't. And also they got the best Coke Zero in town. Yeah, so that's all. I yield my time.
3: It is getting heated, (laughs) nearing a flame broiled temperature, perhaps. Excuse me? (laughs) Oh, <laughs> just, I'm you. just using it as a temperature reference. <laughs> Mark, perhaps unintentionally reminding me that Burger King has onion rings. Have you had
4: them? Yeah. They're
0: awful.
3: No, they're Ooh. great.
4: I don't <laughs> like
0: onion rings, but they're
4: better than McDonald's. No, so you don't know what you're talking about. Uh,
3: breakfast. is it? Uh, breakfast is such an important meal. So many things to think about right here. I did not think that this was going to be as close as it is. Is it the iconic brand of McDonald's with all of their, the, the hoopla and the press and just everyone knows McDonald's is great, right? And I, I love McDonald's. I worked there. A McDonald's fry, it probably is like what you think of when you think of French fries. They have songs and, and, and jingles that you remember. Wow. Burger King, John, making the case that it's for the people, they're innovators dropping probably one of the most important things. It's the flame broiling. It's the flavor. This is food court. This isn't icon courts.
4: Thank you.
0: What?
3: (laughs) That's
4: not what I was told.
3: (laughs) Lots to think about. I will head to my chambers, which is right off screen over here, and I will be back. And as I do that, here's a word from our sponsors.
2: Ready? Okay.
3: Gentlemen, back from my chambers, lots to uh, unwrap if you will. I think we they will. both have items that are wrapped. This is a moment where you can uh, leave us with some of your last thoughts. If you want to wrap up your case in a minute or so, now is the time to potentially persuade me to go in the other direction. John, any last words? Uh, last words, just that I think, I hope I hope that you recognize that it is food court and it is the flavor.
0: And that is what is most paramount, not the imagery, not the name calling that some people on this podcast have stooped to. Mm. <laughs> Thank you. Mark? Yes. The uh, last words.
4: Yeah, I would say if this, if we were talking Whopper versus Burger King, you might have a case, but we are not. We are talking mean Big Mac? Whopper versus Big Mac. Yeah, if we were talking that, you would have a case, but this is McDonald's versus Burger King. All Burger King has is the Whopper, everything else is crap. Disagree. McDonald's mm. has an array Wrong. of things to choose. You will find something you like there, and to me, that is the essence of fast food.
3: Wow. Okay. Strong last words here coming from John and Mark. They argue on their own podcast. <laughs> Dare I ask which concept is gayer? Burger King or McDonald's?
2: Yeah.
4: <laughs> or food court or two old Queens. <laughs> I mean, McDonald's
0: does have that I was going to say a ball which is pit. Which has got to be r- Hello? riddled with germs. I mean, most ball pits is, are. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why Burger King doesn't have them. All right, here we go. This has been <laughs> tough. This is a, I will reveal it in a bit, but this is the first time that this has happened. But I will remind you what this is in a second. The case of Burger King, John represented, Mark represented the case of McDonald's. Which one is a better fast food restaurant? Wow, I don't know. So many things going for Burger King. On the McDonald's side, absolutely. It is an icon. You know the jingles. You, you know some of the sandwiches. When you think fries... I agree, you think McDonald's fries. This one was very tough. And to be honest, it was decided in the, the last dying embers of this case. This was the first case that was decided in the final last sentence argument. And the case of which fast food restaurant reigns supreme in food court, the winner is it's Mark and McDonald's. Hey. Thank you. <laughs> John playing us out a sad harmonica tune. And I, I am revealing this again just to get behind the scenes. It happened in the last in, in the last mm-hmm. sentence where you really drove it home that we are not arguing the whopper versus the Big Mac. We are arguing the totality of the concepts. And with that being said. Not because of uh, my previous affiliation (laughs) with McDonald's. Mark,
0: McDonald's. I appreciate the
3: fair judgment.
0: (laughs) Congratulations. Congratulations.
3: Listeners, listen, what do you think? I know you have a lot to say about McDonald's and or Burger King because I hear it each and every week. Well, you can let me know on Twitter and Instagram at Richard Blaze or on TikTok at Richard Blaze Official. Gentlemen, thank you so much for such a hard-fought case. Thanks for joining me in my courtroom. For more Mark and John, please check out their podcast, Two Old Queens, wherever you get your podcasts. You can find Mark on Twitter at Mark Rennie, R-E-N-N-I-E. And you can find John on Twitter at JFly99. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Thank you for having us. Thank you. This has been so much fun. We'll have to do it again. Listen, I'm asking, uh, I, I would like you to come on again in a future episode, but argue as a team. Are you down? Uh, okay. Down. Their other team oh. is toast. I think so. <laughs> Unless it's toast versus non-toast.
4: You got a toast. No. <laughs>
3: you got a toast. Food Court is a production of iHeartRadio. I'm Richard Blaze. My producer is Crystal Bamahi. Food Court was created by our executive producer, Christopher Hasiotis. The rest of my Food Court clerks are Gabrielle Collins, David Wasserman, and Jasmine Blaze. Our theme song is by Jason Niesmith. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Awesome. Great. This was a blast. With Richard
2: Did someone in this kitchen put sugar in the cornbread? Ready? Okay.